Silence! Oppenheimer! I myself am strange and unusual. Listen to Fred Radio! Nerd alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? If I'm interested in it, then by definition, it is nerdy. My dad's a nerd. And welcome to episode 301 of Nerd Pride Radio. 301. 301 is the HTTP response code for permanent redirection, which is what we're going to have to do to the Nerd Pride forums because uh, they're down. And so we're going to have to figure out uh, something new for the forums because my host just isn't getting back to me on this. So that's been sad. But on the other hand, ask me how I'm doing today. I am awesome! My name is Mike Jones. How you doing? And this is my awesome co-host, Aiden. And I, personally, am a Pathfinder slash d threw me off my game. Pathfinder <laughs> slash D&D nerd, a history nerd, a sci-fi nerd, a comic book nerd, computer nerd, movie nerd, comedy nerd, science nerd, gaming nerd, plus... There's like seven other kinds of nerd. I only wish I was nerdy enough to be. You are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, the place we go every week to hate around about all the nerd stuff that just won't fit in our skulls anymore. Uh, as always, you are listening to the best smelling podcast on the internet. That's right. Nerd Pride smells exactly like the inside of a trench coat as we try to sneak outside snacks into the movies. First up, updates. Either that or we're just trying to pay for one ticket. Oh, and- are we are we two kids in a trench coat trying to get yes. into a rated R movie? Yes, that's what that's why one of us is smelling the inside of it. Ooh, that's terrible. I ooh, I like the one with the snacks better. At least that one smells like like popcorn and I don't know. I mean, there could be snacks beer? in the trench coat too. I suppose that makes sense. You you would know more since you are in fact two toddlers in a trench I coat. I am in fact two toddlers in a trench coat. So uh, under updates. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Updates. That's the man. Updates. That's that's how it goes. Uh, so we discussed fantasy maps uh, last time we got together three weeks ago, and it was a every que- week when we record. Right, you and lucky it, dogs. And it was a question. Uh, it was a question from Ronster asking about fantasy maps. And I gave kind of a lame answer, but then later had some discussions. And you know what? As long as we're on the topic of fantasy maps, uh, I wanted to share my thoughts because. For my money, good fantasy map. If you're going to put a map in your book, if you're going to design a map for your story or game or whatever it is that you're going to do, uh, and you want it to be a realistic-looking map of of terrain of some sort, uh, for my money, a good map needs three things. And these were come up with off the top of my head, so I might add things as I go. But number one, uh, I want to see features on this map that immediately make me wonder what's going on here. Like, like, how does that affect 
what they do. How does that, or even like uh, one of the maps that were shared with me, this is, I don't know if Ron wants me talking about it, but uh, Ron was sharing me, was sharing with me some uh, map work that he's done. And he's really good, by the way. Uh, and one of them had what was obviously uh, an impact crater off off the coast of uh, one of the main uh, uh, main continents. And immediately I'm drawn in. It's clearly an impact crater. It's clearly something huge happened here, whether it's, you know, um, you know, whether it's a meteor event that caused some sort of extinction or it was some sort of, uh, uh, magical, um, mishap or it was an alien attack. Who knows what happened? But it's clear that something's going on. It was fascinating. Uh, so, so something on the map that immediately draws me in makes me, makes me wonder what is going on with this map that's different from others. Um, number two, uh, an all, an overall sense that things kind of go together in a realistic fashion. And this one's the harder one because you really, you kind of have to know your maps. You have to know your geography and geology a little bit uh, and understand how, why your, your earth sciences, as it were. Thank you to everyone's seventh and eighth grade science teachers. Um, you need to know some earth sciences just to, to get a feel for, you know, Rivers actually flow from somewhere to somewhere. You know, if you don't have your your rivers mostly flowing from the mountains to the oceans, then you know there's a problem there. Or or, or to have you could have a really cool river that just flows in a circle. Right, exactly. Or uh, uh, a river that just flows. Yes, that would be brilliant. Um, uh, there's there's things you know. There's only you know you can't just throw a desert in the middle of anywhere or a swamp for that matter. Um, there's there's realistic setups to why things are the way they are. And even though I'm no expert myself, every once in a while you see a map that you're like, okay, that even to me, that doesn't make sense. It has to be, has to be at least vaguely plausible. Um, you know, may, maybe potentially, you know, you have to justify it with in world, uh, magic or, or specific physics or whatever, but it has to make some sense. And then number three, um, um, I don't, I don't like a map that I look at and immediately go, Oh yeah, no, I get it. There, that that's their version of whatever from the real world. Right. So it's like looking at it, and because there's so many maps that forever, so many maps that have this huge, uh, this huge Middle Earth style sea. It's obviously the Mediterranean. It's obvious mm -hmm. that that's that's what we're going for. Is we have the oceans on the outside, but then we have this massive sea uh, in the middle of stuff that joins multiple continents, and it's a yeah, that happens a lot. Or oh, hey, look, it, that's clearly Great Britain and Ireland. All right, I get it. You know, uh -huh. this is clearly their version of whatever. Um, and you know, obviously, maps can have some shared features. There's going to be things that are similar because you know. Oh yeah, land. Your features. map has dirt. Yeah, good job taking that from <laughs> yeah, Harry <that's>, Potter. <laughs> see exactly my point. Um, so, or there's the one. Uh, oh, who is the guy? Everyone. Everyone listening will know who this is, and for the life of me, I can't remember his name, um, whose map for his world, like, over a long, long series of books, and the map of the world is literally just Florida. Like, it's a fantasy world, but the whole thing is shaped like Florida. That one throws me every time. Um, I never actually read any of the books, so I don't know if it's justified. I don't know if there's any, you know, I don't know if they're good, but they were popular for a while, so... Uh, anyway, that was my thoughts on maps. So that was updates. Now we're done with that. Instead, let's move on to the meticulously plotted portion of the podcast. 
This is the time for me and Aiden where we talk about all of the interesting things that we've stumbled across during the last week or so. If something tickles our collective nerd fancies uh, during the, I guess it can't be a collective fancy if I made it plural fancies. God, I will never get this right. Um, uh, Piers Anthony in Xanath. Thank you. That's Piers Anthony was. I just Googled I like, fantasy world shaped like Florida and got it. That's the one I was. That's the one I was thinking of. Um, if something tickles our nerd fancies during the course of our busy, busy weeks, uh, we add it to the master list, and then the very best stuff off of that list gets spewed out all over you guys every time we record. You, you lucky dogs. dogs! Actually, it could be collective fancies. That's if, true. If, if we, we are subdividing our fancies into different topics, we have mul- we have multiple fancies. But we share them. Right. Okay, no, you're right. I, I was right the first time. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, first up... Never second-guess yourself. Never learn, never change, never grow. Never never apologize. Um, all right. First up is the Science Corner. Oh, she blinded me with science. She blinded me with science. Blinded me with science. And apparently Aiden's got something on the Science Corner this week. Dude, oh my god. Holy cow, have you heard what is massive in science this week? I have a lot of space stuff that I'm going to go over. Is it space stuff? It's not space stuff. Like, you, you did not hear about Up Tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the earnest look on your face is killing me. <sighs> oh, okay. What's up tonight? Not much. I'm going to record a podcast and probably go home and go to sleep because I got work tomorrow. I really like that. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's no updog. But um, but everyone knows updog. I can't get people with updog. You really, actually, are you sure you shouldn't have saved that? Instead? Well, I guess you had to put it on the science corner so you could attempt to fool me because I thought maybe it would fall into high hungry. I'm dad. No. High hungry. I'm dad. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter. All right. Anyway, um, so having said that, I also have some things on the science corner. Uh, and just quick stuff, because uh, you guys remember uh, I've been excited about the James Webb Space Telescope for ages and ages, right? Okay. And one of the things I said about the James Webb Space Telescope is that it was going to have the ability to directly image uh, exoplanets. It was going to be able to see, like right now, you know, we've detected thousands of exoplanets circling other stars, and we know that they're there by inference as we, uh, you know, watch light change as they pass in front of their star, uh, certain other indicators that we can find. But it's all indirect stuff. And so I said, James Webb will actually be able to image them directly, actually be able to see them direct line of sight. We don't have to infer anything. And now and James we Webb... Just, we took a picture of a planet and found an identical telescope orbiting. And it turns out that James Webb was supposed to be out this year. Like, I think, in fact, October. I think it was supposed to be this year um, was the original one. But it keeps getting put back and put back. And so, uh, so it's now coming out next year, like October of next year, I think. So a year from now, we should have James Webb in the sky. But, but, oh my God, using our current technology... We directly imaged exoplanets, like like the one one star that we found, and I can't even do I did I write it down? Um, yeah. Oh, James Webb launches on Halloween next year. I did write that down. I didn't write down which star or the what the exoplanets were. But the spookiest space mission. But literally, they're actually taking direct pictures 
of, well, at least one planet so far uh, circling around another star. Actually, I think it was two planets around the same star. Uh, and I'm just blown away by this. Just blown away. And so the idea that if we could do that with what we have now, oh, come on, fingers crossed, James Webb. Get, get your ass up there. You, we are, we're counting on you. Well, I'm counting on you. I don't know if anyone else cares. I'm counting on you. So exciting. Um, and when they have James Webb up there, one of the ways they want to look for uh, they want to look for life, signs of life on other planets, is quite literally imaging direct imaging of another planet, and then looking for the way the lighting works as it changes through the course of a day, because trees cast different shadows than any other natural feature mm-hmm. out there, and so so literally. Being able to use James Webb to look at exoplanets and see if they have tree shadows. Tree shadows! That blows me away again. I, I'm so excited. Uh, also, the only other thing I've got uh, for space stuff is uh, I've talked often about exploring uh, Europa and also possibly Enceladus. Europa being one of the large moons of Jupiter uh, that is just... Uh, a tiny ball with a giant ocean wrapped around it covered in a layer of ice. That's Europa. And it's a good uh, good possibility for finding life uh, in our solar system. But Enceladus, the more I hear about Enceladus, the more I think uh, Europa's overhyped. I, I mean, as much as I love Europa, Enceladus is a moon of Saturn that also has oceans uh, under its surface. But more than that, uh, it's got some stuff going on that is causing constant... Uh, geysers, uh, I don't know, ice volcanoes, I don't know how it... Anyway, uh, water comes spewing up from the surface on a regular basis here, uh, which means that there is internal activity, sources of energy, that could be uh, a gathering spot for life underneath Enceladus. And the fact that it keeps spewing water out and back onto the surface means also really easy to gather up samples that came from the... uh, (laughs) the inner oceans. It's like it's just trying to throw its samples at us. Right. And so therefore, there is a project uh, scheduled to launch, swear to God, scheduled to launch in 2038. Okay. That's not a real year. It is. I know. But it's 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 on NASA's calendar. 2038 is going to be the launch window. That's actually when Saturn will be in the best position for a launch like this. Okay. And so 2038, they're going to launch what is currently called the Orbalander. Because it will go into orbit and also have the ability to land on Enceladus. It's an Orbalander. It orbits and it lands. Orbalander. They need to get way more creative with these names. I agree. Uh, the horrendous space kablooey. That was when Calvin from Calvin I, I Hobbes... Compl- oh, you've read it. Yeah, I, I once had a gun in Fallout named that. <laughs> the horrendous space kablooey. That's right. Uh, yeah, he complained that the Big Bang was boring and scientists need to get more creative about naming stuff. Uh, so anyway... Uh, uh, the Orbalander, which will hopefully have a much cooler name by then, will launch in 2038 and uh, will reach Saturn and thus reach Enceladus by 2050. So, Woof. I know, I know, I'm going to be 80. I'm going to be 80 freaking years old for this thing, but fingers crossed, I'll still be around. I'll get to see this happen. I'll be I mean, ex- I'll only be like 52, so. Right, right, see, exactly. So this will be exciting. Um. That's it on the science corner. You got anything else sciencey? No. All right, cool. Uh, unnamed history segment. Don't know much about history. 
That's right. It's historical stuff. Do I have an opening for this segment? Do I just play the song? I don't even remember if I say things here because there's nothing written down. All right. Uh, here's the deal. My son, Aiden, I don't know if you guys have met him. He uh, he works. Oh, my God. No. no I, I'll take it from here. Okay. So I work in a kitchen. And Do you? That's fascinating. Tell me I, more. I, I clean dishes for a living. Really? It's not glamorous, but I enjoy the just, work. Just dishes? Well, I clean whatever they ask me to clean. Okay, so sometimes you have to you have to snake the drains. Sometimes right. you have to clean the large equipment. Sure, right, I right, get right, it. Right, right, right. And I am asked to uh, take apart and clean one of the devices in the kitchen. Really? What kind of device was that? Now, if I told you that this device was a Cleveland brand, could you tell me what the function of this device is? <laughs> Look, I know the answer. If you'd like me to provide that answer... Go for would, it! Would, would this device perhaps be a steamer? It is, in fact, a Cleveland steamer. That's funny. All right, I love this. Um, and so this led to a conversation as he... like. I'm at work, and all I get is a, a, he texts me a photo of his Cleveland brand steamer. <laughs> and and um, for those of you who don't know why this is funny, if you genuinely do not know why Cleveland steamer is funny, go Google it. But I'm going to give you a warning that it's not safe for work. All right, there you go. Go, go Google your Cleveland steamer. Um, but... <laughs> uh, are you back now? You're done. Okay. So, <laughs> gross, right? So, it, <laughs> you just just go to the urban dictionary definition of it. You don't have to you don't so have don't to, click videos. Like, right. I promise you you won't like it. Oh. So, it occurs to us to wonder, okay. D- I mean, Chick- like, chicken and the egg scenario, right, which came right. first. I mean, cuz look, if if they if this is recent, I mean, clearly the Cleveland Steamer company would have to have known what they were doing when they right. did it. And that makes no sense. No, why would anyone do that? I mean, I know why. It's funny. It's really funny. But, so, I mean, clearly, the Cleveland Steamer had to have existed before the Cleveland Steamer, right? So we looked it up. And as it turns out, uh, the Cleveland Steamer, the company that makes Cleveland Steamers, uh, started in Cleveland uh, 170 years ago. But only then, then they moved away, and they moved back, and their name at the time, I can't even remember what the original name of the company was. It was like the French Steel something something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, in 1922, they moved back to Cleveland, renamed themselves Cleveland, and started producing their first steamers. Thus, the Cleveland Steamer was born 98 years ago. Uh, and then, it turns out, that uh, I looked up the use of the slang term Cleveland Steamer, and it turns out that was that was invented on Usenet, or first appeared uh, in print on Usenet in 1995. Which leads us to believe that, like us, someone saw a Cleveland brand steamer and thought, man, that sounds like like when you poop on someone's chest. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Whoa. Maybe some of them didn't want to know. I mean, you, we, can, you can bleep me if you want. They could, oh, we gave them the choice. So, yeah, the whole point is someone had to be looking at 
at the Cleveland steamer and going, yeah, man, that sounds dirty. What do you think a Cleveland steamer is? You know, if like, like someone intentionally saw it, thought that sounds, that sounds perverted. And then mm-hmm. they made up the Cleveland steamer to go with it. Uh, had to have. Right. Anyway, to us, I had no idea that there was such a thing as, uh, as an actual steamer, uh, made by, made by Cleveland. So I, I still giggle every time I walk past it. It's, I, I'm thrilled to death. This was wonderful. All right. Um, wow, this is going way faster than I thought it would today. That's what she said. Oh, ho, ho, that's an old joke. Um, or actually, it's, uh, oh, what was it? I can't remember the, said, oh, said the nurse to the bishop. That's one of the original versions from England. I mean, you know about the oldest joke we found, right? Yes. Writ- writ- written on a Written on a bathroom stall wall in ancient Egypt. <laughs> right. Not funny at all, but it's there. Um, and, there. And actually, I believe it was. I believe it was some. Uh, there will never be a time where a young wife does not fart on her husband's lap. Right, right. And I, I think it was actually some ancient Greek philosopher, uh, which is what they called stand-up comics in that, those days. <laughs> so, okay, and I. You're not wrong. Okay, and I only say that because I'm stealing that directly from the movie uh, History of the World Part One. I mean. By Mel Brooks. I mean, have you ever heard of Diogenes? Yes. Behold a man. I, I Diogenes is fun. All right. Next up, we're going to do a little word of mouth. That's right. I always tell you guys that word of mouth is my bread and butter, people. Uh, and so, you know what? I like to I like to pay that back. And when there's things that I enjoy, I like to come share them with you guys, uh, so that you can patronize these people as well. You know, in lieu of me having to actually, you know, give them money or anything. God. All right. Well, sometimes I do that too. All right. So anyway, um, word of mouth this week: the podcast "A Hot Dog Is a Sandwich." Uh, do you do you ever watch uh, Good Mythical Morning? Yes. Yes. You're familiar with Rhett and Link. Okay. Rhett and Link do Good Mythical Morning, and quite often on Good Mythical Morning, this is their their long running. Basically, it's a it's a morning show in podcast form for nerds. And uh, one of the things they do quite often is food challenges. They have all sorts of weird foods um, challenge stuff that they do, and uh, they're that was Eli. Uh, their foods are made up by Mythical Chef Josh. Oh my god, I love Mythical th- Chef Josh. Right, right. Josh Shear is uh, is their chef, and he does all sorts of great stuff. Well, ultimately, and I don't I don't watch Rhett and Link very often, um, because there's a lot of content there. Every Same. once in a while, some every every once in a while something catches my eye. But uh, but what I do watch is uh, Chef Josh got his own spinoff on their channel called The Mythical Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And Mythical Kitchen is fantastic. I love Mythical Kitchen. Now, uh, you should you should go watch Mythical Kitchen. Um, there's I, there's a lot of food YouTube stuff that I enjoy, but watch Myth- Mythical Kitchen. They are fun. Um, and it is uh, Josh and uh, uh, his assistant, Nicole, and his other assistant, Trevor? Yes. Okay. Um, and they do a lot of good stuff. They're fun. But Nicole and Josh also have a podcast called A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. And all they do is tackle these huge 
food world questions like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Which they have never tackled and refused to. Uh, it's just the title of the podcast. But they have done other uh, similar things. Um, so, well, no, no. The title is the answer. Oh, no, no, no. They've, they've actually argued both ways. Although, actually... Like you can, you can hear them when they make commentary on it, and they make commentary on how they're not going to talk about it. But um, it's pretty clear that they both think a hot dog is a sandwich because it is. But yeah, it's obviously a sandwich. That's I. Um, the 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 winning argument for this is is when someone counters with yeah yeah yeah, but it, that's a bun. It's not like two slices of bread. This is like just a single piece is of a bread. Hamburger a sandwich? Okay, but that's two slices of bread. No, that's shaped a bun. like a bun. But the hot dog is just a single piece of bread that you've split open to throw a hot dog in it. It is not actually two separate pieces so of bread. So if I make myself a ham sandwich and fold one piece of bread around that? No, no. The answer is... So what does Subway make? No, that's fair. Yeah, that's right. Subway Subway makes sandwiches. It is the most prolific sandwich place in the entire country. And they make their sandwiches with a single long roll that they split open and then stuff the meats inside. Yep. Same way you would do a hot dog. And, so, you know, that also leads the, to the fact that a taco is a sandwich. Yes, but there's other discussions about tacos. Anyway, but that's not one of the things they, they actually have covered on their show, but they do they do talk about, um, you know, is is a Kit Kat a lasagna, for example. Yes. Um, a Kit Kat is a chocolate lasagna. Or... Uh, are also very very similar to that. These are both very related. Is a Kit Kat lasagna and is a Pop Tart just a ravioli? Yes. Um, and it, I I know where your answers are. They go deeper than that. I don't think they do. But they oh no no they they really do. That's great stuff. And actually no, a Pop Tart's a tart. You you should listen. You would really enjoy it because all right. Here's what I'm saying to you guys. All right. All of this sounds really silly and stupid. Great, I get that. They are. They're, all of these are really silly topics, and they know they're silly topics. But Josh and Nicole are just great people to listen to. They have amazing chemistry on the microphone. Uh, they are, uh, both of them, way smarter than they pretend to be. And they know food, and they know stuff, and they're so excited about everything they talk about. They are just great. And... So there's no politics on this. There's no, there's no, there's really nothing beyond stupid food debates, and then them just bantering back and forth. And normally, I steer away from shows where it's nothing but banter, and I'm not learning stuff. But these guys are. Ch- I know, I know, I know. What's our show? Right? Okay. Um, you know what but, I hate? Podcasts like this one. How but, boring are how boring are these kind of podcasts? Let me tell you. Look, it uh, it's just like I can't listen to podcasts of people playing role playing games. I love role playing games. I play role playing games all the time. You know my opinion on right. I play role playing games whenever possible, and I love them. Right, and I would I love regaling people with stories of my my games. But to listen to other people play games on podcasts, I every time I get like a few episodes in, and it's like ugh, I just can't. I'm just not motivated. There's something about it. It's just not my style. Uh, so anyway, uh, Nicole and Josh are amazing. A hot dog is a sandwich is a fun podcast. I have binged, uh, they only have like 23, 24 episodes so far. Uh, it's only been on for like six months. And so I've binged, I've got two episodes left. I've binged almost every episode that they've got. 
And I'm just not tired of it yet. They're like 45 minutes at a shot, and it's just comforting. It is it is comfort food for your brain, and it's just it's so nice to listen to. I, I I really enjoy them. I wish I could put it into better words. Uh, they had a bit once where they were uh, they were arguing over some kind of chip related thing. It was uh, oh our, our Cheetos chips, and right. Yes. Okay, it's a great conversation. And they're arguing over whether Cheetos are chips. Cheetos are chips in the same way that a Pringle is a chip. Look, in my mind, Cheetos serve all of the functions of a chip. Right. And as Nicole kept trying to argue, look, if someone went into a gas station and you said, hey, while you're in there, grab me a bag of chips... Oh, what kind do you want? I don't care. Whatever you get me. Just give me a bag of chips. If you bring them Cheetos, they will not tell you no. Right. Right. If they came back with a bag of pretzels, fuck you who asked for pretzels. But Cheetos, yeah. Uh, yeah, you said chips. That's great. So, yeah, for me, uh, except for the, it's really difficult to dip them in anything. No, it's not. No, it you is. You take a Cheeto and submerge it into whatever you're dipping right, into. Right, but it, but it becomes it becomes messy because it doesn't hold dip the way you can't like scoop up dip with Cheetos. Why would you scoop dip? You're not Just listen to me. All right. Dip is for dipping, not scooping. Okay. This is It's not called scoop. Unless you're using Fritos scoops, which is for selfish people. So, who scoop dip? It, no, there's a there's a process here, and even with dips, no, even with a flat chip, you are still scooping because because you're not putting it in there and then letting that dip is just exactly drip how I drip it. off of both sides of it. Could you imagine if someone went out and bought a tub of dip and a bag of chips and then mathematically worked it out so that he could finish both at exactly the same time? What kind of monster would do that? All right, I don't even see how that's relevant to the conversation we were just having, but but it's for maximal enjoyment of your chips and dip. I mean, I, honestly, here's the thing: is that as as uh, uh, the, the the tater tato skins brand chips, it was tato skins bacon and cheddar, best flavor for for. Dipping into the cheese dip. That I, all right. Look, it's Frito-Lay jalapeno <laughs> cheddar dip. All right. And then the Tato Skins bacon and cheddar. And when I first started buying these back in college, all right, it's an 8-ounce can of dip. And that 8-ounce can of cheese dip has never changed. Never once. All right. It's an 8-ounce can of cheese dip. All right. And then the Tato Skins also came in an 8-ounce bag of Tato Skins. All right. Fantastic. Perfect balance. All right. And then... I got away from them for a while, and I went back, and I got my bag of tater skins, and I got my bag of cheese dip, and I got done. It's like, why do I have so much damn cheese dip? This is just killing me. And so the next time I did it, still, all this extra cheese dip, finally I looked at the bag, I realized, oh, oh, they had shrunk down to a six and a half ounce bag of tater skins. Oh, my God. And then finally, I think they finally got down to, like, five ounce bags of tater skins before they finally uh, went with the 
the new puffed up, oh, now with 35% more, and they brought it back to the original 8-ounce bag or 7.5-ounce bag or whatever they did. But then they can charge you a lot more before they start shrinking again, which is what all products do, by the way, um, except for that can of cheese dip, which is always 8 ounces. So the trick is you've really got to select a size of chips that matches the container of dip you have. Otherwise, you're going to wind up with leftover cheese dip or... I guess having leftover chips isn't as bad, but it's like having it's like having ten hot dogs in a pack, but only eight buns. I mean, like you have to do some ratio math to get them all worked out, or do you just eat two hot dogs by themselves? No, you take the two hot dogs and you roll them up in tortillas. I I love it when I get exactly what I want. I'm just saying. I mean, why? Why would you not? Why? What? what you're just gonna what? You're just gonna get done eating and go. Oh well, I suppose I'll just be eating this cheese dip with a spoon. I mean, which you wouldn't. You'd just be using your finger to scoop it out of there like a monster. All right. I said exactly what I said. Hope my to hope my co-host gets heated about cheese dip and it worked so um so my point is my point is listen to a hot dog as a sandwich these guys are great it's really really entertaining stuff uh, and then uh if i may you might go ahead uh i've been listening to this podcast lately it is my favorite podcast of all time and i will uh recommend it to everyone i know till the day i die uh, it's, uh, it's Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. What's it about? It is about a small town in the desert where weird shit happens. Okay. And... Can you just give me a plot summary of, like, the first dozen episodes? No! <laughs> I know. No, they don't start introducing, uh, bigger plot lines until later on. But, uh, but no, actually, what I really did have was, uh... If you haven't already, uh, find a way to listen to Ninja Sex Party's newest album, The Prophecy. Oh my gosh, as a massive fan of Ninja Sex Party, understand that I absolutely mean it when I say this is, by a wide margin, their greatest album. It released about a week ago, and I have been listening to it nonstop. We just were driving somewhere, and your mom was playing her new releases uh, playlist from Spotify. Song came up that, I'm like, I know that voice. And it sounded like, you know, it had a definite 80s overtone to the music. Yep. And I immediately went, went who does this? Is that, is that Danny Sexbang? She goes, what? Ninja Sex Party. Is it Ninja Sex Party? She's like, yeah, it is. All right, What sweet. was the song? I don't remember. But uh, it was it was a good, good song. I mean, I can vouch for him. He's uh, not everything that uh, Ninja Sex Party does is, uh, is to my liking, but right. a lot of it is. And they are really good. And Nin- Ninja Sex Party is uh, the band that was formed by the Game Grumps. So if you're on YouTube... You're no! No! No, how dare you? Did they come first? What? Ninja Sex Party has been around for ten years. Okay, but they're still also the Game Grumps. No! You're, you're 100... Starbomb is the Game Grumps. Starbomb is Aaron Hansen, Danny Sexbang, and Ninja Brian. Okay. 
Ninja Sex Party existed before the game Grumps. And it consists of? Just Danny and Brian. Brian is not part of the game Grumps. Danny Sex Bang is. So yes, a game Grump is in Ninja Sex Party, but Ninja Sex Party is not the game Grumps. Okay. So the but then a separate group Yes, named Starbomb consists of Ninja Sex Party plus an extra game grump. Yes. Okay. I guess I shouldn't speak out of turn. I only I only follow game grumps when my kids go, Oh my god, this is so funny and then they make me watch it a hundred times. And it, it usually is extremely funny. I there's several bits from them that I love, mm-hmm. but uh, I only watch it when my kids actually bring me some, bring something to my attention. Look, so. we have a lot of my age viewers. Thanks to me spreading the word wherever I can. I I, I don't believe that. I never hear from any of them. I'm I'm just well. I mean, you, you would have to expect them to know how to work forums. Oh my god! Well, no, not anymore. No, not anymore. Oh, it, it probably went down from the large influx of people to the site. Right? We we just became famous all of a sudden and No, it happened it happened because the host updated something. This happened once six months ago, I don't know, a year ago, can't remember how long ago, three years ago. Anyway, a little while back. This happened exact same error, exact same problems, and the site went down. Well, not the site, just the forums. Everything else on the site works fine. Forums went down. And so I tried, I panicked. I wrote, I wrote to the host, said, here's what's going on. And they uh, responded by trying to upsell me on a new backup service. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to buy anything. I want you to fix what's broken. And then in the meantime, it's like, okay, maybe there's some update that I just can't get around. So I'm going to have to fix my forums myself. I must have tried a million different things. Looking up. Oh, oh, well, if I change this, uh, this data file, or if I add this in, or if I do whatever, none of it works. So I finally gave up, started a new set of forums, and like two days into those forums, all of a sudden the old ones just started working again because the host got their shit together and fixed whatever it was. What is wrong with you? What? I gave you a perfect out to have this whole we used to be famous story, but our site had so much traffic that it, and you just threw it all out the window and, Oh, yeah, no, I, I went with the truth. I'm sorry. Oh, God. I, I gave should... you a perfect out. See, I'm speaking out of turn again. I should just let you run this podcast because you clearly know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, I would never be so, on schedule. So anyway, uh, I've been, I, I sent a word to the host this time. Haven't gotten anything that makes any difference because, oh, nothing's changed on their end. They don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, and so, um, so I've just been hoping that magically it will just get its shit back together again and it hasn't and so now it's been nine days and okay i've been i've been busy i've been putting it off i've been it just seems like too much hassle but it's going to be time to do something so that's that's where we're coming down to uh hey um do we have time for some nerd rage uh we absolutely have time for nerd all right fine, fine, fine. uh then you guys seriously uh get the little ones out of the room make sure you're sitting down for this nerd rage flashing back and I just looked at him and went that's right it's time for some nerd rage okay uh, this is actually not particularly nerdy but it is ragey is hey 
if you like it, then it is, by definition, nerdy. Oh, hey, I've said that before. Uh, but I don't like it. I'm raging. Right, but I'm, I'm saying if it pertains to you. Right, anything anything that I'm that I show any interest in whatsoever is, by definition, right. nerdy. Okay, got it. Uh, and here's here's my problem. And also, it's your rage. It is a nerd's rage. I am, I am just driven completely over the edge by every single national level Republican politician who has been diagnosed with <sighs> with uh, COVID nineteen. Every single one. I would also like to drop in an obligatory uncomfortable topics here as well. Look, this is not. Uh, Wearing a mask and protecting yourself from the COVID should not be a political issue. No. And so, therefore, I don't see it as a political issue, even though I know it is being treated that way uh, everywhere. And it shouldn't be. And so, the thing that kills me is Trump got COVID. A bunch of people around him got COVID. Some senators got COVID. And every single one of them had the exact same story. Exact same story is, oh, yeah, yeah. One or more people who are close to me that I spend lots of time with tested positive for COVID. But I had a negative test that day, so I went ahead and carried on with my normal schedule and attended crowded meetings and big rallies and didn't bother Mm -hmm. to wear a mask and took no precautions whatsoever because my test was negative, even though we all know the science says that most people are contagious for two days before they can test positive. All right. They all know this. And so they all tell the same story of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My personal assistant tested positive, but I went ahead and carried on with this rally anyway. And I shook a bunch of hands and I kissed babies and I did. I went to my yodeling competition and and then, oh, now two days later. Oh, yeah, I tested positive. So now now I'm going to go ahead and quarantine myself and be responsible and try and show themselves as being a paragon of responsibility for quarantining themselves after they've received the positive test. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? And so now I had this on the on the list to rage about three weeks ago uh, when, when Trump first got diagnosed. And as things moved on, I set it aside and I thought, you know what, it's, it's a little old now. Yes, I'm still angry about it. I'm still a little ragey about it. But you know what, it's been a couple of weeks. And then guess what? Guess what? Mike Pence, Mike Pence, four people, five people in his immediate circle, like like his uh, top advisor, his, you know, uh, two of his aides, like four or five people in his immediate circle all tested positive for COVID. Look, we can all agree that the fly gave him COVID. Right. It, it, clearly it was a Democrat plot. And, <laughs> and so he has he has no joke, four people, I think five, but I'm no four for sure. Four people in his immediate circle that he is close to and spends lots of time with have all tested positive, and they are all quarantining as a result. Mike Pence has a negative test, so therefore he went and did an in-person rally today, knowing knowing that everyone he comes in contact with, and his justification for it, his justification is, is as vice president, I am classified as an essential employee, therefore I am following the CDC guidelines for essential employees, which I don't know that you can qualify him as an essential employee in that way. 
Um, and even if you did, I don't know what the CDC guidelines for essential employees are and how much risk you can put them at. And also, but also no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. But I, also, in-person rally is not an essential function for anybody. Like he could have, he could have appeared virtually. I mean, yes, it would have sucked. But they could have put him on a giant screen and said, hey, look, this is what it's come down to. But Ahmed, go ahead. Go ahead. I do know the guidelines on. Oh, hey, essential employee. What what does it say? It says that essential employees, if required to go to work, employers should require social distancing and proper protective gear such as masks. Mm-hmm. So if he was to be following the guidelines, he would not have gotten within six feet of people and were, and had to have been wearing a mask the whole time. Maybe, maybe he did that at his rally. I don't believe he did or else people wouldn't be angry. Well, here's the other thing is why does he even need to be there in person in the first place? Imagine... With all the problems that Trump and Pence have right now, with because all the polls say that the majority of Americans, and in fact a good chunk of even their Republican supporters, think that they've handled the coronavirus poorly, and that they wish that that there was a plan and that we would you know have something coherent being done. Uh, imagine showing up for the rally on a huge screen. And he's still up there larger than life. So now the people in the back can see him even better than they would have if he was there in person. And he can say, look, I'm backstage. I'm keeping myself safe. I'm protecting everyone from, you know, look, I tested positive. I'm not even sick at this point, but I don't want to risk anyone's life. I'm trying to be careful. I'm trying to be responsible. I think I think that would have scored some points for them. Uh-huh. I think it would have I think it would have made a positive difference for them, but it also would have required required them stating that Trump has been handling it wrong up until now and Trump will not tolerate it. anyway. It, it's not the political part of it. It's not the political part of it. The part of it that bothers me is that they're advocating the, the kidnapping the and murder of No, no, that's that is that is a completely separate topic. But you're still angry about it. Well, yeah, angry about it. But this particular rage <laughs> is really about just protecting people from COVID. Just using some common sense guidelines and quarantining yourself when you're pretty sure you're uh, you're at high risk for being positive. Um, wearing a mask, social distancing, the whole business. It. It shouldn't be that difficult. And again, I think, I think as much as he feels like the election hinges on him appearing live in front of people and infecting a whole crowd. Um, I mean, if he keeps playing the way he is, he's going to appear dead in front. Of people. Yeah, um, I th- I think he could have scored more points. That and, wasn't a threat. Gained, that was a COVID joke. Yeah, I think he could have he could have gained more electoral advantage for himself and the president by. By displaying caution and appearing virtually at this rally, in my opinion. But what do I know? They didn't ask me. So anyway, uh, enough of that depressing crap. Uh, Oh, hey, science fiction double feature. Science fiction double feature. That's right. Here at Nerd Pride Radio, you get not one, but two movie reviews for the same low, low price. Uh, I saw two movies this week. Uh, The first one was Welcome to Marwin. 
Ooh, with, nice. With Steve Carell uh, starring as a guy who has suffered trauma and uh, he's dealing with his uh, PTSD by um, by recreating World War II scenes using uh, what are essentially Barbie dolls. Uh, but uh, he he's a photographer and he goes through and he recreates these scenes and he does his photographs based on a true story this was, apparently. And I will just tell you, Welcome to Marwin is just, if you've seen the trailers for it, it's exactly as good as the trailers look. It is sweet and touching and and uh, really creatively done, really well done. Uh, I, I just, I enjoyed the crap out of this movie. Lisa enjoyed the crap out of this movie. We had a good time. So I I thought it was awesome. I think you guys should watch it. Welcome to Mar- Marwin was great. The other movie I saw, though, I saw Midsommar or Midsummer or whatever it is. Uh, Midsommar, the A24 film, uh, starring Florence Pugh, uh, and it involves a midsummer festival in Sweden where apparently horror things happen because it's a horror movie. All right. Um, Aiden, you have not seen this movie, I right? I have not seen this okay. movie. Have you seen The Beach House? <sighs> yeah. Okay. There's a lot of similarities here. Oh, is it? does it suck really bad and shouldn't be watched by anyone? Yeah. No, it, but it has a lot of similarities. It is, I, it's weird. Can't be too, can't be too similar if it's watchable. It is a slow, hey, no, now the beach house was watchable. Up until the last 30 minutes. Um, but it's, you know, a young couple that maybe is having a little strife in their relationship uh, they wind up going on a vacation to some weird location. They get really high at first, and there's some very psychedelic scenes with some strangers they just met. Um, and then things very slowly but definitively start to get weird. All right, but what about Midsommar? Right, that's exactly the same movie, except Midsommar has a bear. So, um, God, so. that movie would have been so much better with a bear. Right, imagine, imagine if there had been a bear at the beach house. <laughs> oh wait! Uh, where where's my wife? Is she in the bedroom? Rawr! Oh my God, bear! That would be great. So, um, turns out that an infection isn't killing people; it's just the bear. But for some reason, they jumped to infection before the bear. So, uh, so let me tell you, Midsummer is uh, two and a half hours long. It is. One of the slowest of slow burns ever. Like, like we're watching this thing and we're over an hour in, and Lisa's like, "What? When is something going to happen?" I am. It's a, it's a long time coming. And I will tell you, Florence Pugh is amazing in this role. Pew, pew. Yeah, she is a great actress. Uh, she did really well. Um, the whole thing was well constructed. The ending is one that took me a while to puzzle through and decide how I felt about it. I still don't know if I hate this movie or love this movie, but uh, it made me feel things, and uh, and so it's worth watching for that. But, wow. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So, And it's on Amazon Prime, so, you know, it's... it's If you've got Prime, it doesn't cost you anything. There you go. Uh, and then that... Why is the scroll not working? 
Uh, the scroll isn't working because you probably have to click on this side first and then scroll. Oh, 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 oh. hey, hey, guess what time it is? Guess oh, what, what time, time is? is it? It's time for high hungry. I'm dad. No, no, just it's just high hungry. I'm dad. No, this I I understand that that's the original phrase. That's where it comes from. In fact, it comes from high hungry. I'm dad. But all we do is just high hungry. I'm dad. And then we leave the I'm dad implied. So. This is high hungry. I'm dad. <laughs> no, just high hungry. I'm dad. This is <laughs> now for you guys out there listening. We do this even when we're not on the mic. All right, every time, every yeah. time I say, "Oh," he says, "Well, what do we have on the show today?" I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna do a bit of high hungry." I'm dad. No, no, just, just stop. Seriously. It's not even funny anymore. It's just it's just high hungry. I'm dad. So <laughs> Yeah, music. Dad, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm dad. Why did you name me this way? Why, why, why? Yeah, it's gonna be a short high hungry today. I'm dad. Uh I I only have a few. Uh look, um so I'm watching this uh this uh, noir thriller mystery story based on the Wizard of Oz, which was really stupid because you could tell right from the beginning that the Tin Man was the killer. Heartless bastard. No reaction? Nothing. Oh my god, guys. He's like made of stone. He's like the Tin Man. Not made of stone, but heartless. Alright. Um, when you said a noir about the Wizard of Oz, I'm like, was it about the hung munchkin? No! Oh wait, that would have been good, though. Oh wait, no, hung munchkin. That's, that's the porn adaptation. Sorry. Hi, Hungry. I'm dead. So, uh... You know what? I have uh, I have an innate ability to design kitchen countertops. It's counterintuitive, but it works. No? Okay. Um, all right. Never use a colander to look at the solar eclipse. It'll strain your eyes. Nothing! All right. You know what? We're going to have to give up on this segment because uh, I'm getting nothing out of Aiden anymore. So, I mean... They're okay, but... Well, okay, and also they're on the show notes, so you've already read them ahead of time. No, actually, for some segments I do read the notes now. I'm learning which ones to read and which ones not to read, but I've heard all those before. I laughed at your stupid Up Tonight joke. That's because Up Tonight was real funny. (laughs) It was really funny. Um, Alright, that was lame. Uh, You know what? Let's cleanse our palate with a little pod. Oh, oh Matic. Well, that was already our last I one. I mean, so. really, if you think about it, we do this all by hand, so isn't it really a pot manual No, it's a... Shut up! <laughs> Hi, Hungry. I'm dead. Uh, and our first number is 91. Seven. 97. All right, I can't read upside down. Uh, 97 is Well, then, from... you know, you want to stand upright. It's from Ronster. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Ron says, which hurts worse, pulling a nose hair or pulling a beard hair? Nose hair. Hands down, nose hair. There is no contest. Okay, good. Now prove your answer by actually doing it. All right, here we go. Uh, I like it. Did you get one out of your beard, too, for comparison? See, I, I do this all the time passively. This doesn't hurt. Let's see. 
Yes. Oh my God! Ow! That hurt me, dude. All right, now, now your your turn, Mike. Wait. It says, it says. Remember, this is for science, so please be honest. All right, uh, your, your turn, Mike. And if Aiden is there, just pluck his hairs. Oh, I did, but also. What? I've already. I've already come on. You've already proven your point. We both come agree on. it's nose hair. You, all right, hold on. Let me get. Oh. That's not bad. That was a nose hair. Ah, makes my eyes water, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the worst of it. Okay, yeah. Beard hair? Oh, no. I missed it. Slipped right out. Hold on. I'm going to get there. Oh, yeah. I didn't even feel that one. That was nothing. Yeah, right. no nose hair by a long shot. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No all contest. Right. And that was our only... Remember we agreed we were only going to have one? One. we're so short on time? Yeah, we, we're doing one. All right. Now we're done. One is from Lisa. Hi, Hi Lisa. Lisa. And Lisa says, uh, you can ask each of our pets one question and they can respond. What would you ask? Uh, well, first off, I'd ask Raven, where did you come from? I, you know what? I would ask. Raven would be the one I'd be most interested in talking to. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. And it would basically be, look... Raven, what can we do to make you more comfortable here? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's what, what, could, what could we do that would encourage you to come out and hang out with us more? Hey, Monkey, why are you such a little shit? All right, you know what? Monkey has changed. Oh, I know. Like, just today, you know how she lets you pet her when she's up on the cat tree? Yeah. Or just today, I was sitting down here before you showed up. I was sitting right here in this chair, getting ready to set things up for the podcast. And she's laying on the back of the couch right there behind you. And she does that little meowing trill thing that she does. A little chirp. Yeah, she chirps and she's staring straight at me. Like, you want me to pet you now? And she just stares at me. So I got up. She let me pet her. And so I pet her and it was really pleasant. And then after a few, you know, maybe 30 seconds of that, I came back to here and she went back to sleep. So, so yeah, she likes being petted, but only when uh-huh. she specifically asks you for it. She doesn't ask. Like, like literally 20 minutes later, I'm walking by her and she's on the floor so i reach down to pet her and she jumps like i had shocked her with an electric with an electric cattle prod or something mm-hmm. don't just give me give me r2 back give me r2 back we're done and we don't have time to do more we're gonna 59 59 59 is from it's from ronster hey how did you nerd things up recently um, what a great question that is, he says as he stalls for time. Uh, I played D&D yesterday. That's true, you did! Because I am now currently running three campaigns, and it is exhausting. I went on a five-minute rant about, uh, about proper proportions of cheese dip and potato chips. And that's how he sexes it up. That's how I sex it up. So, anyway, uh, now we're done, so uh, we're going to hand it over to GLaDOS, and she will give us a recap of this week's episode so far. Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit, and I said goodbye, and you were like, No way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Nerd Pride Radio. The opening and closing theme is Death Metal Disco by Ian Cronk, as performed by Black Dove Underground. Uh, My bumper music this week was... 
uh, bread and butter as performed by whoever performs bread and butter. Uh, Weezer's in the garage. No, we didn't do we didn't do the gaming table. We skipped that one. No, forget I said it. Wonderful World by Sam <laughs> Cooke. You you only she, thought we used the gaming table because that's all I'll ever sing when we pause for. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. She blinded me with science as performed by William Shatner. Uh, science fiction double feature by me first in the Gimme Gimmies. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. All the way down to uh, High Hungry. I'm dead. It's uh, ASDF's The Muffin Song. That's the other one. All right, there we go. All the songs I use are available on a variety of music services. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? You criticize me for finishing the joke? But your bumper music already does it? You wait a wait 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 a minute. You mean you've never listened to the podcast? I always listen to the podcast. Then how did you not already know that? I you didn't know it until just it. now when I announced the bumper music? I knew it. It just didn't occur to me until right now. Wait a minute. Who taught you to use inductive reasoning? Okay, that's not even the appropriate uh, form of logic here, but good enough. All right. Um, check them out, listen to them, buy them, enjoy them. Wouldn't put them in my podcast if I didn't love them. Uh, if you want to help out Nerd Pride, subscribe to this podcast and whatever podcatcher you use and write us a nice review or a crappy one as long as it's got five stars because those stars are what make all the difference to the algorithm. But if you want to do something super nice for this podcast, recommend it to your friends. If you're enjoying it, you should spread the word and let other people enjoy it as well. Word of mouth is my bread and butter, people. Uh, remember, I'm always looking for you listeners to do my work for me, so don't forget to send me questions and topics for the Podomatic. Uh, let me know if you want to be included in Listener Betrayal. And if you have a really interesting nerd fact about an upcoming episode number, send it to me and save me all of that grueling research. Uh, my contact information, mike at nerdprideradio.com, at nerdprideradio on social medias that I never check. But to be completely honest, uh, that's my, it. My, my contact That's... information is uh, get get a hold of him, and he can tell me about it. Yeah. Um, to be totally honest, uh, really, the email is the best way to get a hold of me right now. Um, or if you, you it's know. funny because your forums exploded. I know. I know. I can't even do that. But so. if you email him, you'll but, hang out. We're right. the best friends <laughs> in the world. We'll have fun. See, and the weird thing is, I can do it without reading the script. Why can't you? Now it's time for Listener Betrayal. I've got Kitty Pride. <laughs> And I crawl it. Okay, now now we've used Weezers in the garage. Uh, <laughs> before I start recording every podcast, we post up into our uh, uh, our lists for the uh, My Gallium Club members and Aiden's Platinum Club members, and we say, hey, we are recording. Anything that people write back to us during the duration of this recording will be read off at the end of the episode, which is what we're doing right now. Uh, you go first, because I done goofed. What? What did you do wrong? <laughs> um, uh, I forgot one of uh, 
one of the people who would be very upset if I forgot them. Oh. So I'm hoping that within the interim that you do your Potomatics, they have a chance to really who, respond and answer. Who, who did you forget? The uh, listeners don't need to know that. We're not doing a segment of Behind the Kimono here. Oh, alright. But okay, just, just between me and you, we won't tell any of them. Oh, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Look, that I, person will be so hurt. I only missed them because I use a different messaging system to get a hold of them than the rest of the Platinum list. Right, that is a likely explanation. Alright, then in that case, uh, let's start off with mine, and let me find the first response that I got back, which was, here we are. Uh, what? No. Kyle had one, or did Kyle give me more? Kyle, uh, yep, Kyle did more responses. So we'll start back here with uh, Pat. And I sent out and said, Hey, nerd pridelets, uh, we're recording right now, and sadly, the NPR forums have been down for over a week now. It's time for me to get off my ass and do something about it. What should I replace them with if they can't be fixed? And Pat replies and says, Watches like on Dick Tracy. Man, how racist was that cartoon? Oh, so racist. Uh, maybe a Squarespace website. Access to a Discord, possibly. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I like your Dick Tracy watches better. Um, they're like, well, I think the little video phone watches, I think. Now, in all honesty, if you can't retrieve the site, you could just do a rebranding and just call it the Nerd Pride Radio Writing Room. That's true. If you want an honest answer. Okay. But... Here's the thing. But 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 what what form do I bring back? We'll we'll have a discussion about it after uh, after this. So um, because yeah, uh, redoing the forums. Um, I should see if the old forums I created last time the site went down. I should see if those forums still exist and just reactivate them. That would be cool. Uh, but I've also considered a Discord because I've wanted to start a Nerd Pride Discord anyway. But. Those are a little more hectic and... Yeah, Discord doesn't have the ability to kind of keep stuff organized the way we're we're used to it because, you know, we're old. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hard to say. I mean, the unkillable thread would be so much harder to kill, too. Oh, hey, Todd replied, and Todd said, The internet is too risky. The aliens can intercept our Wi-Fis. Just take requests via Carrier Pigeon and add them to the NPR analog net, and we'll run fishing line to solo cups at everyone's houses. <laughs> Comes with free tinfoil hats. I like how every response is some outlandish technological downgrade. Whoa, whoa! How? What? That would be the coolest, dude. Seriously, well, right? Carrier pigeons and fishing line with solo cups, right? But it's still a technological downgrade. Okay, Jacob responded, um, and Jacob says, "Powerade." With a copyright symbol after it. Lots of Powerade copyright. Like copious amounts of Powerade copyright. No nerd pride, just Powerade copyright. Not sponsored. <laughs> but Powerade if you'd like to sponsor us. <laughs> I like that. Um, or we could use Brondo. Idiocracy. I was going to say, no one gets an idiocracy reference. Um, oh, Aiden replied. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah. Hi, Aiden. Aiden says... 
thrown rock with messages carved into it. All right. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You 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 missed my intentional unpluralized throw rock message carved into them. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, now I have from Kyle. Kyle says, Carrier Pigeon, or Discord. Hey, that sounds familiar. Followed by... How, how do we even... Okay. Alright, so, so for a little context, Kyle has just sent to us a pretty indescribable gif. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Describe it. Indescribable. All right. So, uh, right, the is, the original is a girl standing within a circle of guys. No, no, wait, wait. Kneeling, more than likely. Right. And it is the 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 framing of it is very reminiscent of. No, no, no. Look, look. It is a, it is a girl uh, kneeling on the floor, surrounded by dudes holding uh, carrots she, near their junk. She is she is smiling. Uh, with her mouth open, as they all peel carrots. They all have carrots and carrot peelers that they're uh, peeling all over her face. Um, and now, and it th- is Kyle's face superimposed on the woman. But Kyle has replaced her face with his own, and it's really effective and really disturbing. <laughs> but, but Kyle, again, this is this is this is all Kyle's way of of bragging once again about how he's gone vegan. K- K- Kyle. So, I have never been so aroused. Did you did you know Kyle went vegan? Oh yeah, I know. Trust me, I know. Yeah, you you've heard. <laughs> He's he, Kyle. Kyle's one of those vegans. Why'd who you won't, click me again, but the wrong me? Shut the hell up about it. Oh hey, look at that. Because it was in order. Uh, this is from Kaz. Kaz says, "Man, rough to hear about the forums. Uh, maybe Godballs for a new name to market the game. God's balls. Nice." Um, it's, it's just like, it's just like Animal Ball, though. Like, like, like if you fused Animal Ball and Nerd Pride and... Right, you'd have God's Balls. Uh, and then the last one comes from Ron. Hey, Ron. Ron Ron says, more forums! (laughs) Okay. Well, I appreciate your input. Yeah, I, like I say, I, I really want to do the Discord, but I'm afraid the Discord is inadequate for the way we handle our business, and maybe it's just that we need to adapt to changing times, but uh, we're old and we fear change, so I don't think we want to do that. <laughs> it's it, it's just one group chat via text. The problem, is, the problem is the Nerd Pride forums are really the 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 old ones, the ones that are down right now, the ones at nerdprideradio.com slash nerds. Uh, those forums were really, really perfectly designed for what I wanted to do, and recreating all of that it's just so much work. Just so much. I I don't even know. All right, anyway, uh, what do you got, dude? Uh, I sent out to our uh, to our Platinum members. Howdy, Platinum members. My dad and I are recording today. If you'd like to say something or have us read anything, now is your chance. Seriously, we will read anything you send to us. Seriously, anything you type will be read off. This week's question, what can't you wait for? And the first one comes from Isaiah. And he says, to find out what happens in our next D&D session. Never. Uh, and uh, he then also says, and also uh, to find out what's written in your books. Also never. What? I have a ton of books written, and I know for a fact 
they're all garbage, and they're just for me and my world building, and no one will ever read them, but they're there. Nice. Okay. There's like 18 of them. Wow. Yeah. There are some great sites where you can publish your I've your thought po- about your Pokemon it. fan fiction. I- I've thought about it, but like, book one started writing when I was nine. Mm-hmm. And so it has been a series of re-edits and rewrites, and I'm sure that to literally any other human being, they're so scatterbrained they're unreadable. I understand your your I understand your feelings on it. Mm-hmm. I've never read any of them, so I can't judge, but I understand why you might feel that way. Uh the next one comes to us from Sarah Beth. Well, hey Sarah Beth. She says Wait well, a minute. <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> How dare she even saw it? <laughs> Sarah Beth, I am so disappointed in uh, you. And she responds, Well, I can't wait for this surgery to be over and to be done with my recovery so I can hopefully be a functioning human again. She's well, in that surgery? Would, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, she had surgery. So. Oh, no. Well, I hope you get better soon. Yes. Uh, the next one comes to us from Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Uh, she says that she can't wait for concerts, musicals, and traveling, etc. Without COVID concerns. Getting to see Mike's family again. We miss them so much. Aww. Except Kyle. It's weird that she'd write that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, weird. Nice. Now, she loves Kyle. He, <laughs> gives, he gives the best apologies. <laughs> Oof. That's... Actually, I'm stealing that joke from her because I can't remember what came up earlier. And she said she was going to comment on something Kyle did. And she was going to say, say no, no, Kyle gives the best apologies. Oh, I can't remember the context for it. Anyway, I'm stealing that joke from I'm her. afraid to open this next one, considering what happened with yours. That's right. Hey, it's from Kyle. Well, first, yeah, roll down uh, and uh, he says that he can't wait uh, for these amazing questions you ask every time you record. Oh, thanks, Kyle. Wow. He means is, a lot. He is really great. Yeah. Uh, you're so good at them. Mike's questions have been <laughs> real tired and pedestrian, but you've been knocking them out of the park. <laughs> Keep it up, Chief. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> that means a lot. And then he said... I applaud you, Kyle. Uh... <laughs> Wow, how many wieners can he fit in his mouth? Jesus. Uh, hold on, it's it gets better. <laughs> oh, God. It is a woman heavily breathing with five jumbo hot dogs in her mouth, except once again, Kyle has superimposed his face onto her. And Kyle, I lied. Again, really effective. Now, this is the most aroused I've ever been. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the next one's from Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, you can't wait for yesterday. It's impossible to wait for yesterday. Oh, okay. I I get I get it. I get it. And then he says, "Serious answer." <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> and he says, "Serious answer." The election results. Get it done. <laughs> can't Same. wait for this to be over. Uh, the next one comes to us from John. Uh, John says to be done unpacking. To, to a little backstory here, John has been through four moves in the last two years. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And he's kind of hoping that he gets to stay in one place for just a little bit. He's moving back into an apartment he just moved out of. <laughs> so for, for reasons we're not getting at least, into here. At least he knows where everything goes. <laughs> okay. Good on you, John. That's that's what John's mom said. <laughs> uh, uh, and Ben replies with, uh, sex or someone to love me. Aw. Ben. No one will ever love you. Yeah, no, sorry, Ben. It's You're cursed, man. I feel bad. I don't even know Ben. Uh, the next one comes to us from Jacob. Uh, he oh. says that he can't, ra- he can't wait <laughs> He can't wait for release. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you okay, man? You, you doing alright? Uh, you, you mean like, uh, the release of a video game, but you couldn't spell no. that out because your brother hurried you? No, no, I, I I, think he just means the sweet release of death. Oh. Wow, that's even sadder than Ben's. Yeah. Jacob, we love you. Yeah, we love you a lot. You don't, don't, don't be down, man. Yeah. You're awesome. Okay. Oh, I missed one. Oh, oh. wow. Okay. Uh, the next one comes to us from Garrett. Well, hey, Garrett. And he says that he also can't wait for my next D&D session. I've got great players. Nice. Uh, and that is it. Okay, let me double check mine. Yep, we are all out. All right. So it has been an awesome episode. You yep. guys are wonderful. Thank you, Aiden, for being here. And look, You're we did best. half the time you expected. I really expected to run over two hours. Totally did. So. All right, cool. All well, right. Say goodnight, R2. Why? I didn't turn Why it off. Why can you never get this right? Say good night, Aiden. Good night, everybody. Hi, Hungry. I'm Dan.